This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BBB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Hey, Jer. Hey. You got everything? Uh, at least, looks like I've got the last loot for today. <laughs> um, I'm going to need your help on what we can actually keep out. And what you want in the vault, you know, I imagine... All in the vault. All in the vault. Well, that's not real. That's not possible. <laughs> um, this is uh, the underground vault, the Mercury vault, where we keep um, pieces of history that eventually we want to build um, a museum to showcase. Uh, but we are still in the acquisition uh, period. And... I don't want this just sitting in a vault where you can't see it um, because the stories need to be told. And I want you... I, Mary, do you remember Do you remember when you were little and I picked you guys up when you had the blue bug, the blue Volkswagen? Of course. And do you remember coming home from school? This is my daughter Mary, by the way. Um, Hello. <laughs> do you remember when we were coming home from school and I asked, you about, uh, I asked you about history and you guys were bored to death and we started talking about... Well, I loved it. Hannah was completely bored. Yeah. And do you remember, um, I think was the first thing we talked about was Columbus? That's the way I remember it. Was it? Mm -hmm. Um, And history has been destroyed because it's all about um, dates and memorization. And that doesn't tell anything. Now we don't even teach about the Holocaust, if you're kids are in common core we want to teach different things we want to show you that there is a real important reason to know history but even if you don't care about the reasons they're the best stories out there and we're going to show you the facts for instance is this a good picture or a bad picture is this, is this used? I mean, you can see this in the beer halls, right? They're pouring beer out. Yeah! And we toast to the death of the Jews. Or is this something entirely different? This is actually American. About 1910. Has nothing to do with the Nazis. Has everything to do with what we don't know about Native Americans. Mainly because of these guys. This is... Um, uh, the Indian races of the American, a century of dishonor. Um, we erased most of the history of the Native Americans. Why? Why did we erase it? Why don't we know who they are? Why don't we, why don't we know, for instance, this is um, von Stauffenberg's um, mein Kampf, his copy of Mein Kampf. 
who is von Stauffenberg? Jeremy, who is von Stauffenberg? Uh, Val Kilmer? No. No. Tom Cruise? <laughs> the real one. Oh. He was part of the reserves uh, in the Nazi party and did not like Hitler. Um, and he, uh, he plotted with a lot of his friends to take him down multiple right. times. He was part of the, and we'll get into this maybe a little later, but definitely in another episode. Do we have him on? Yes. No, we don't even have him on episode two. Well, we'll talk about him at some point. Um, he was a guy who, um, in the end, was the leader of uh, Project Valkyrie. This is a book that nobody knows anymore about Hitler's professors, how history was erased and changed by the elites. Hmm, why would they do that? Let me show you one more piece real quick. Everybody, everybody's seen things like this, right? You've seen horror show pictures like this, uh, where you see these starving bodies concentration camp victims, right? Except, wait a minute, photographs of Union soldiers, imprisonment at Belle Isle, what? This book's from 1864. This is about the concentration camps of the South. Did you know that American had concentration camps? Yes, yes, we know about the Japanese do you know about the German concentration camps? I mean, the ones that held Germans here? Or the concentration camps that held the Italians here? Or the concentration camps that held Americans here? This is the show where you're going to learn history through objects. And, and this. I found this in a box of books today. To our grandson, Glenn, on his fifth birthday, February 10th, 1969, Wishing him a very happy and many more to come. Grandpa and Grandma Beck. My grandmother used to read these stories to me when she would come and visit me. It's one of my only memories of my grandmother Beck. The Emperor has no clothes. These are fairy tales. And fairy tales were written for a reason. They were written so you could remember them and tell them to your kids. They would enjoy them and they would learn the lesson that once in a while an emperor will come, somebody who will tell you all kinds of lies and no one will have the guts to stand up and say, he's not wearing any clothes. I don't know what you guys are saying. We're going to tell you the stories through the objects of history from the vault. What? These, these, these are and aren't. These are um, a tie clip. And a, uh, that's a tie clip, a tie pin. Do they even wear tie pins anymore? Um, And then his cufflinks. But they were gifts from Ronald Reagan. They're not his. So if you went to see him and you, you know, you were there in the Oval or you were on the plane with him and he said, let me get you a little something. Did you go see him? 
I spoke to him, and these were gifts, but I did not see him. Oh, my I goodness. Wish. I wish. Yeah, he man. was very... He was very kind. All right, so is Stefan here sort of boxed up so I can touch um, it, or should I put gloves on? Yeah, some of it is. I mean, I mean, some of it is. Is this? No. No, because it was a touch. No. It was a uh, touch button. Do you have it? I do. I do, right here. Okay. You're talking about the Fox phone? Yeah, I yeah. mean. I don't want to, I mean, some of the stuff, this is the, re- <laughs> this is the real deal. Um, I replaced the Fox phone <laughs> myself, and uh, so that. Just put the you know, let's put this over here. Um, so we were looking for the this, mm. right? Yes. This is the lunar landing chart. What's the difference, Jeremy, between these two? Do you know? So this is rolled out. The other one is a long. So this know, is, I shouldn't use gloves. Is yeah, it okay, just slowly, slowly, slowly. And so this is closer. Now this has got a little more detail than the original. So this is where they, this is Apollo 12. So this is the trajectory, if, I'm, if I remember right. This is Correct. where they were supposed to land and how many minutes and oh, what yeah. the altitude was right here. Yeah, you got plus 20, plus 40, right. one, plus, one plus 20. And land someplace in this area. That is so cool. That's amazing. The other one had the swath. Yeah, and, it and it's all, this. It's the highlight of this that area right circle there. where it has X's and O's of, and I don't know if the X's mean land there and the O's mean don't, or I don't know what it is, but one of them meant don't land there. But they had no idea. In 11, they had no idea. But so we should find someone who can answer that question for you. X's and O's? There is a guy, he was the last guy to walk on the moon, and he lives, I think, here in Texas. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. okay we will track him. Yeah, yeah. We'll track him down. Um... But I want to I want to do um, episode one, uh, Desi Arnaz, Von Braun, Apollo eleven and twelve. Um, were they were they just believers or were they driven by money? What what drive what makes somebody somebody who can change the world? The second episode I want to do Stand Against the Tide, uh, Bonhoeffer, Wilhelm Furtwängler. <laughs> Which, I can never say that. I, I remember that name. Well, this is, yes. Um, I'm not sure if he's a good guy or bad guy yet. Um, there's, How did you know he was a musician? Do you know everything? No, I don't know everything. I could guess. <laughs> uh, Fur Wangler was, actually, he was a musician, but he was actually the conductor of the Berlin Philharmonic. And um, speculation is uh, that he was a great man, should be. I'm checking with... Um, the Simon Wiesenthal Center to see if he is in the uh, Righteous Among the Nations at Yad Vashem, but I don't think he is. Some people think he was a bad guy. Good or bad? There's a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I know. Do you know the story of him? No, but the good or bad, there is a story. Von Stauffenberg, and what that episode is, is heroes and villains. So I was talking to the guy the other day about the pendulum, the theory of that we're... We go from a we generation to a me generation, and everybody thinks the me generation is bad. But if you really look throughout history, 3,000 years you can go back. In the me generation, the worst that happens is people get greedy and flamboyant, and, uh, and they'll create a little fiefdom that uh, feeds into their ego. 
but they don't there's we couldn't find any place in history where the me generation ends up in concentration camps the mm. we generation which is what we're heading into and the apex is 2023 the last time we had one was world war II. the time before that was 1960 or 1860 uh 1869 was the uh, the or 1859 was the apex of that. So the one before that was Robespierre, and it always ends in death, and that's what we're happening. That's what's happening right now. So I want to go to the time where okay. they're heroes, but usually long after they're dead. They're villains when they're alive. And then episode three is how to find the truth. Robespierre, Payne, and Washington, you know that argument. Mm-hmm. They're both patriots. But Payne stood against Washington. They, they never spoke to each yeah. other because of the French Revolution. Um, Edison and the Progressives. Kurt Geron. Oh, what a great story Kurt Geron is, I think. Um, how to find the light in the darkness. How do you do that? And you're holding. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. This is fantastic. Ooh, wow. This, come over here. I will show you what this is, and it goes right into episode number three. How to find the truth. Dad, I found Lincoln's head. Where would you like it? <laughs> Lincoln's head? Yes. You never know what you're going to find here. <laughs> That's a can you put statement. it over, Mary, can you put it over there on the white piece? Yep. It's on that? Okay. It's not actually Lincoln's head, right? No, <laughs> actually, I want to use it in the episode, episode one, okay. Dreamers. It is the Lincoln head. Mary, can you just take it out? Yeah, give me one the Lincoln head is took a year to make and is one of the most famous pieces. Yeah, Bring it over here. Just one of the most it. famous pieces. Um, almost everybody, I think, in America has either seen this in person or um, uh, uh, or on uh, certainly on a, in a picture. But it's made entirely. I shouldn't have touched it. Uh, out of styrofoam. And I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story later. I'll you're tell you later. No. So you're going to do that and Watch not the first tell episode. Me. Oh my gosh, Watch the first stinker. episode. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, tell me, tell me, uh, tell me about this gun. Can you tell me anything about this gun? You, you shoot guns, right? Yeah. Okay. Solid? Yeah. Right? Totally solid. Totally real? Completely real. Okay. Go ahead. Nice. Pull, pull, pull. Don't, don't, don't. Not, not directly at me, but... I didn't aim it at you. <laughs> Go ahead. Wow, that's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You can pull. Right? Believe it? Yeah. Okay. This is a 3D printed gun. This is one of the first... This is number 15. That's a 3D printed gun. They're from scratch. It, from scratch. How, did they, how does that happen? How do you mean? How do you do that? It, you take it and you you they so laser they, the whole thing, the at entire once? thing. No, 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 no. In, in just in, in pieces. They take, they do is they take the the schematic of the gun, and they feed it into a computer, and the computer prints every piece, and then you put it together, and that's why the guns guns will you'll never get rid of guns now ever. Oh my goodness! Ever. My husband is going to want a three D printer. They're next a little week. pricey. <laughs> They're a little pricey. That's why yes, we have, we have obviously you're not going to fire it because it's number 15 off the line. I can't even imagine what number one 
number, the top 10 are even worth, because uh, this was expensive. Look at this. Tell everybody who Rio Soto is. Rio Soto, villain at the time, hero. I think so. uh, Living in Japan. Great America, uh, America, San Francisco. San Francisco. Um, Great American, actually a um, a person that you would look at and say um, is an up-and-coming artist, going to be very famous. She's she's, uh, living in San Francisco at the time, and then Pearl Harbor happens. And if you're of Japanese descent... Bye-bye. And you're living in the San Francisco area, guess what? At the time of a we generation... Okay, she's got things that she's doing. She's got an art show that she's doing. She's a great artist. She's got an art show at a museum. She reads the civilian exclusion order. You gotta come. Uh, she lives with her family in a horse stall in uh, California for six months until they ready the concentration camps. And she goes to. You can see this one. It says Wyoming. She goes to Wyoming. And she's in a concentration camp. And in she, Wyoming? In Wyoming. Um, what was the name of that camp? Do you remember? It's a notorious one. Utah was Topaz. I don't know what uh, yeah. Wyoming was. So it was freezing cold, and the gap in the slats of the wood were about that. So the wind was blowing right through. She's not angry. She is not angry. She's fine. And she says, I understand why America is taking my rights away and putting me in a concentration camp. Um, and she says, could I get some carving tools and some art supplies because I want to teach the kids art? So if you'll see, all of these have names on the back of them, um, and they are all done by members of her class, little kids. Little kids. Little kids. So these aren't done by her, these are done... Some done by her. Some by of them children. are done by her, but most of these are done by children. Yes, like um, that one, there's no name on it, but look at the detail on it. So, look, Bambi. Yeah, so you know the era that these came from. Where's Thumper? There's a Thumper in here. That is so beautiful. Yeah, look at Thumper. Okay. Oh my goodness. And she taught her kids how to make these, you know, how to make these objects. Imagining maybe three little pigs. <laughs> maybe I, that was not a talented kid. That one. But, oh my uh, goodness! <laughs> that is so mean. Uh, but I mean, look at. I mean, so each of the kids had to make something and carve wow. out Easter Island. Or again, a not talented kid. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying. One of the two. But look at. Look at. Look what's on the hat. So she's making, these kids are carving a sailor, a U.S. sailor, in a concentration camp. It's amazing. The story of these people is so remarkable. And we never wanted to talk about it because, quite honestly, once you get out of the we period, once you get out of the period that we're now going into, it's why villains become heroes because no one wanted to talk about it. But they're remembered later as, that guy was brave. That person was remarkable that they didn't have any hate in them. Yeah, how did someone go to the... I can't even, I can't even imagine that. If somebody rounded me and my kids up, there's... And you there's, lived in a horse stall There's no months? way. 
there's I don't know and I love America I just don't know that I could I don't know that I could stay in that I know. place I just I know I'd like to think that I could but I'm not I know I'm not sure and so we we have to figure out a way to tell the truth um, on things. Okay, I've been dying to ask. This is my one of my favorites. So okay, I, I don't I don't like to touch it. You Jeremy. can tell you can do it. Here, I'll just hand it to you. You do it. Actually, if you don't mind, Jeremy, I wouldn't mind hanging this. I'd like to hang this up someplace. I have had okay. this in a that would be beautiful in here container. I've had this in a box forever. The tag is still on it. Yeah. It is. It is. We like to keep the got them. the auction lot number five hundred three. Um, <laughs> I bought this at auction. I don't know how long ago, and nobody really, you know, nobody wanted it. I don't even know what I paid for it um, because I I like to collect the really really good things like Rio Soto, which these were given to us by her family. Oh my god! They goodness. asked if 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 they could if we would keep them. Um, okay, so what this was, any idea? No. Can you well, see, I mean, did anybody French, speak French at a all? French flag, but... Okay, and see if you can figure out what it... Uh, travel, section, no idea. No. Deport. Yeah. Okay, so what this was is this hung um, in the Paris train station in the Second World War. Um, for the train that was taking the French Jews to a labor camp. Line up like little patriots because you're going to go do, the, you're going to work and we're going to send you to the labor camp. So this was the flag that hung over the train Welcome. where people volunteered. Welcome to your labor camp. I know. Isn't that crazy? I just can't even. And did we do the same thing in America? Did we have American flags at our concentration camps? Do, do oh, either yeah. of you know that? Oh, yeah. Here, there's this. I love this. This is one of my favorite pictures. This is, I believe, in Wyoming. That's inside a concentration camp, an American concentration camp. Read where he's standing. The Office of a Free, free press. press. I don't, how does that even... Inside the concentration camp. We had a woman come to one of our... Um, museums. Museums. Did you meet her? No. But how, how do you even say that? How do you say free anything? Behind barbed I don't understand you don't know. that. I know. It's because you go into a we generation, and these guys in the we generation, they said, okay, well... We're in the we generation, so we'll do our part. We understand you're afraid of us. They could have rioted, and it could have righteously gone horribly wrong. But they chose as people in the we generation to say, we understand, and they went in. I mean, Rio Soto, her family didn't even know this part of her life. Until the very end, she started telling them when she was like 90 or something and said, and their, her children were and grandchildren were like, what? She had never spoken of it. And when she did, they all said she was the most patriotic, trusting individual that loved her country. She got out so she could go make the, um, the illustration for the manual for our bombers over Japan. 
That's how she got out of the concentration camp. And her camp kids didn't ask because we weren't teaching about it in school. Right. Right. Like no, her her kids or grandkids would never have thought to say, no. "Hey, did that happen to you?" Uh -uh. Because we didn't teach in school. No. Look not. at this. This we've never. I, we, I don't think I've ever shown on TV before. I don't think I've ever even used this in a speech before. No, I've I don't. Never I, used this. No. This is this is remarkable. So the day we went, this is Franklin Roosevelt. The war message, and um, so the December seventh, nineteen forty-one, a date which will live in infamy. Right? Very, very famous. Take that. Very, very famous. Have you when, seen this? Yeah, I think you have. Come on yeah. over, Mayor. Um, so, if you are a um, if you are a member of his cabinet. When the president gives it a very important speech, he gives you a he gives you a copy of the speech, um, but uh, this one was specially printed, obviously, because the next day they couldn't. He gave the speech the next day, so this was printed later, and uh, only I think twelve copies. I don't know. The very number. few copies of yeah, this exist. This was given to his cabinet. Okay, and so this is December seventh, nineteen forty-one, signed by Franklin Roosevelt, okay? Such an important speech and famous speech that uh, a bookbinder in Philadelphia contacted the White House and said, let's sell books about this. And one of these, and these are, I believe, signed by the president, uh, one of these is the first printing, yeah. Two, this, three. Yeah, this is, so let's make the, the war messages, and you can sell them for uh, the troops, for, a, you know, for USO and right. everything else. So the White House said, okay, that's a great idea. We'll sell them. So they sold these. The problem is the guy who um, they were in business with was very shady, very, very shady. Do you remember the stories? I don't. Okay, so it's been a long time since. We'll, ha we'll, we'll have this ready for another show. Very shady. And uh, a woman decides, because he is swindling people out of their money in Philadelphia, and he is using the White House as street cred. He didn't care about this. He wanted, I work with Franklin Roosevelt. I'm the one who's printing the war message, Right. And so um, this woman writes and says, hey, I don't know if you know this. You got to get out of business with this guy because he's going to jail. All right. And the White House, this is all of the records. These are all of the original letters from the White House where they write and they say, well, we don't know anything about him. We, we don't know who he is. We have no connection with him at all. And she writes back and she's like, you know, the guy who's publishing those? And the White House writes back, no, uh-uh, we don't know him. Really? And then all of the internal letters saying, scrub everything. Oh. Get rid of every connection to him. So, so, so publicly they were saying, we don't, we don't know, know him. him. And, inter and internally, we have the documents where they're saying, don't ever answer. Leave this woman alone. So don't this is Hillary's emails. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Where's the scrubbing now? Oh, wait. Right. He got immunity. Exactly right. Not a lot has changed. Oh, man. This is great, guys. 
found two things. These are great. This is a... Uh, you remember this story, Jeremy? We have to have this reframed. Big time. This is... Um, looks like American Dollar, right? These were all over the streets of France. Um, and people got up in the morning and they saw money in their streets. And they're like, oh my gosh, the Americans dropped money. When you picked it up, this is the back, this is the front, and it opens up, and it's all in French. And it basically says, the Jews have caused this war. And they are, your suffering is because of the Jews in America. And it says, look who, look who signed their money, Henry Morgenthau. Ooh, yes. And, yeah. Anyway, this is, you know what this is? Tell the story. Well, we've got the uh, tool upstairs, the uh, instrument to play it. Have we ever listened to it? Oh, I don't know if I don't want to try. I know. This is the actual recording of Thomas Edison's voice. In a wax cylinder. In a wax cylinder. And he is giving the message after World War I to the troops, thanking them for their service and why it was so important, which I don't think anybody believed at that time. So. Oh, that's amazing. That's beautiful. We just got this in, and I haven't gone through it all yet. Um, there are some incredible pieces. I mean, is this part of it? That is. That is part of it. Wow. Coast to coast, the Coon Chicken Inn. <laughs> that's not good. What is this? That would be a tea kettle. Oh, my gosh. I mean, not just because it's racist, but who's having that in their house? Who's got that? Would you like some tea? I mean, I know it's not attractive. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, who puts that out for tea and thinks that that even looks good? But then on the second hand, who, yeah, who puts this out? And it's like, ah, it's a funny black guy. Oh, is that ugly? I mean, this piece. Oh, oh. Does anyone, does anyone have a coin? Anybody? Anybody a coin? Nobody carries no, money. Nobody carries coins. Oh, my gosh. Oh, right here, right here. And it goes in. It's a piggy bank. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So creepy. Oh, there's a coin in it. There's a quarter in it. I don't know how to get it. I'm not smarter than the bank. We'll figure that one out. Um, here, you better take these. Mary, I want to show you this. I don't think I've ever shown you this. You know what this is? No, other than what it says on the front of it. <laughs> no way. Uh, that... I don't think it is, but is that, that might be that might be my handwriting. And no, I only say that me. I know, but it's spelled wrong, so I think maybe it is. This was our fa- no, this was your grandmother's. This was my family Bible growing up, and you can tell how non-religious we were because we never well, this is great grandma's writing. Um, oh my gosh, this is, these are pieces of our family tree from Grandma. 
great grandma. Sister Siobhan, she was so great. Why? She came down the week before my mother committed suicide. And she said afterwards that she was so sorry she didn't understand what my mother was saying. My mom had asked her to come down and um, spend the weekend with us. And she said, he loves you. Will you please watch over his spiritual growth? And she said, sure. And she went um, home and she was bothered by it. But by the next weekend, my mom had killed herself. And she realized then she was saying, yeah, I'm not going to be here. I loved her. Um, but this is, I, I kept this because of, um, I mean, obviously it's family, but because we never read it. I remember it was almost like the Bible didn't have words in it. <laughs> it was just like something we kept on the coffee table. And that's why our family got so lost. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, can we find... I thought these were um, Bibles given to the uh, Pony Express kids, but they're not. This is a missionary Bible, isn't it? I believe that's a missionary. Yeah. Let me... David Barton would be a great person to... Ask? Ask and reference that, so we can ask. I would like to get the... um, I would like to get the Pony Express Bible. Okay. You remember what? It, mm-hmm. Yeah. They used to give these 12-year-old kids, they'd give you a saddle, a mailbag, and the Bible, and they'd be like, you're going to be dead in a year anyway, kid. So, um, but I'd like to get that. What I cannot Can understand. I can't read this. I'm reading regular books now. I can barely read them. I know. I'm reading, I'm reading, trying to read Rafe, you know, books. And I'm like, I can't read a regular book with my glasses on. This is, I don't know what, whose superhuman eyes you had to have. So. Is this a medal of honor? Show it to me. Yes. It, it um, here, it goes with the, what's underneath the blanket. Let me show you. Okay, so this is a medal of honor, but this was never awarded. Okay, this was given to me um, as a gift um, from somebody who owned it. But you can't. This is this was purchased when you could actually buy them. But then, wait, you you could buy them? No, you could buy them. Like <laughs> it had to be purchased outside of the United States of America. That was purchased in England. It was you cannot buy or sell ever. Ever. I, I understood well, that you, you could, could. This you was could purchase in England though, because by the time this had happened, you couldn't purchase here in the United States, and I don't know when you. Could. Okay, but but like you could go to uh, a PX, right? No, but you can go to a PX and buy. Your medals that Correct. right, oh, oh, oh. but you're not supposed to unless you earn it. Oh, earn it. Okay, so this was the same thing, right? This is real. It is real, right? But I have never gone to a PX. Now we're talking in the last 15 years. You can't buy a Purple Heart. You, they won't have those. Right, right, right. You can't buy a Medal of Honor. Oh, you no, can no. buy common awards that are given out, but nothing like this. Yeah, this is... right. I think this changed a long time ago. Wow. But I don't know. Anyway, but it's a real Medal of Honor, but it's never been awarded to anybody. 
and they look differently when it goes with that gun. You want to bring that gun over, Jeremy? Let me just, oh. yeah. Here, Jeremy, you make room for those. Keep those here because I want to. Okay. That's such a mess. That, well, you have too much stuff. I know. It goes, that's your job to put it all in. Okay, so this, where was I, Jeremy, just recently? Uh, we were in Denver, and the driver. Yes. The driver of the car that picked us up at the airport, what was his name? Uh, it was like a running deer. It wasn't that, but it was obviously an Indian name. And, um, and he picked me up, and um, we just started talking. And I said, I can't remember what his name was, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, it, but I said, so, little deer, are you... Native American, and he said, oh, yes. And um, I said, you know, I'm going to give a speech, and I have some things that you might really find interesting. I said, you've heard of Wounded Knee? And he said, I'm from Wounded Knee. And I said, you got to be kidding me. And he said, no, that's where I grew up, right around at Wounded Knee. And I said, well, I have one of the seven guns that were taken at that time from Wounded Knee. He said, he almost stopped the car. You don't. And I said, yeah. And I had a couple of other things from Native Americans that were just like mind-blowing that he happened to be in the car at the time. So we got out and he didn't know who I was at first. And he, he saw me and he was like, gosh, I know that guy. How do I know that guy? How do I know that guy? And um, then I had to go do uh, an interview, I think, at NPR. So he drops me off at NPR. And as soon as we pull up to the radio, he's like, I know who he is. <laughs> and um, so I come back and um, I open up, you know, all of these flight cases. And we had, and I pull this out. And I gave it to him, and it was almost a religious experience for him. Yeah, it was amazing. I got some pictures. It was amazing. It was incredible. Right on the tarmac. Yeah, and um, and we started talking about Crazy Horse, and because I love love the story of Crazy you, Horse. You, you talk about it all, all the, time. the time. He is such. I mean, I want to do. If I could get HBO to do a series <laughs> on Crazy Horse, it would be unbelievable. You're not sending a subliminal message or anything. No, to no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I will. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I've already talked to them about that. Um, but anyway, um, uh, so we started talking about Crazy Horse. His grandfather was the guy who I think replaced Crazy Horse. I mean, is. So his grandfather was like a chief as well. Yeah, his oh, grandfather was the guy who followed Crazy Horse. And we just had this great conversation. And I said, and then he said, uh, I said, what, so what do, you, what do you do? You're not just a driver, um, are you? And he said, well, no, actually, I am a, a professor of Native American studies. And as soon as I heard Native American studies, I thought, leftist. And, uh, and, and I said, oh, and, uh, he said, and I know who you are. I said, (laughs) I, I, I bet you do. And he said, um, uh, and I went to the university of Berkeley and I said, right. And I'm like, okay. And he said to me, but don't think just because I'm native American went to UC Berkeley and, 
a professor of Indian studies, Native American studies, that I don't appreciate what you do and who you are and what you stand for. And I said, really? And he said, oh, no, I'm a big fan. He said, I could not remember why I knew you. He said, because I stopped watching you after you left Fox. And he said, I loved the history lessons that you used to give on Fox. And so I asked him, would you ever come on? So we have to bring him on because he told me stories of from the Native American point of view that are fantastic. That's fantastic. just such a great lesson, though, in not... Judging. judging people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, we ha- we can't just take what we yeah. what we learn as our first impression yeah. as who someone really right. is. Everything has changed, and that's going to be the point of this show. Everything has changed. This book, this is a first edition copy of Up from Slavery, Booker T. Washington. Have you ever read this book? No. It is fantastic. You will not be able to put it down. You you will turn page after page and go, oh my gosh, this is one of the greatest men to ever live. And the things he says and his attitude is so remarkable. He, up from slavery, he grew up a slave. He talks about how he remembers when um, they came and he was, he would sleep on this dirt floor in this slave shack and he remembers the day when his mother said, we're free. He said, I don't even remember. I, I didn't even know what it meant. I, didn't, I was too little to even know what slavery really was. And he said, I remember everybody dancing and everybody um, crying and everybody being so happy. He said, and then a few days later, the mood changed. And we realized... We don't know what that means. We don't know how to do anything ourselves. And what was funny is the same thing, he writes, was going on in the slave master's house. They had no idea how to do anything except go get him to go do that. And he said, we needed each other. Think of that. We needed each other. And um, so, anyway, this book comes without, I would define it as a warning label. The new ones have some Harvard professor as a preface saying, we're not even sure how much of this is true. We're not even sure uh, if he was ever even a slave. They're completely discrediting him because he has all the answers. So... Even though he wrote it back in that time, yeah. somebody's saying... Somebody yeah. today is now saying... Eh. Trying to disprove it. Saying, nope. Yeah. Oh, we're that's not, terrible. We're not really even... We're not that's even awful. sure. Okay, I've been dying to ask this. What is this? It's an ancient coin. I know. I, that's one of the ones I've known because it says ancient coin right on it. What do you think it is? It right, is one it's, of... It's Roman, obviously. What? Does it have a date on it? We can't. No. And if it would be... be... It's, been, it's been worn down. Judas had to have 30 of these. Oh, my gosh. This so, is, so that is this from that this is, same time? This is the time of Christ. This is what they had 30 of these. This is what uh, was given to Judas to sell Christ. Now, that is not one of, of the 30. <laughs> the 30. Yeah, we have no idea. No idea. What could it be? Actually, but, it could it have been, be. but probably not. But 
This is from Jerusalem at that time. Uh, that was one of the coins that he would have been given. So for, so for just 30, I mean, that's like has someone, someone handing you a quarter. I mean, basically. Back so then. someone gave you 30 quarters. Yeah. And then you betrayed Christ. 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 That's them. Um, I mean, I've always heard that, but that's kind of stunning it to is. think about. <laughs> History changes when you touch it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, because it's like a quarter. Hopefully, we will be able to, when we get all the things organized, hopefully we will be able to have people have that feeling. Because I think there is a difference when somebody tells you the story and someone shows you the evidence that that's what it was. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. 